Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Flanjo Pod featuring myself, YM Zico, and it's just me in the studio today. Um, unfortunately, Chronic couldn't be here. I'll tell you all about that later anyway. There's a, there's a whole long story, but yeah, here we are bringing you episode four a week late. I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But once again, like I said, I'll explain that whole story um, in a minute. We would like to give you your episodes weekly. Unfortunately, life happens in it, and you know we're just getting started, so we're still we're still working out the kinks of things. But um, yeah, let's 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 get on with it. First of all, let me explain why it's just me today. So me and Chronic last week we um, we actually before I speak about that, the last episode that I put on YouTube, episode three, I realized that I was looking down a lot. But you gotta understand one thing, yeah. First of all, I'm trying my best, even right now, yeah, not to look directly into the camera because it's just, it's weird, isn't it? it's awkward. So, and apart from that, last week I was looking down at the laptop a lot because, oh shit, I'm controlling the imaging from my laptop, from my Mac, do you know what I mean? So all the all the recording and everything, I'm monitoring it from here. So when I'm looking down a lot, it's because I'm looking at how things right in the shot, anything look bad, anything look off, well, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so that's why most of the time my eyes are look, it looks like my eyes are looking down. Plus my eyes are kind of naturally low anyway. But anyway, let's get on with it. Why is it just me today? Well, okay, so let me start from the beginning. Last week, me and Chronic um, recorded, we went, to, we went to record an episode. We started the first episode, but um, my, la- my laptop screen um, went to sleep, basically went to sleep. So... I stopped the um, recording to see if it was still recording, basically, to see if we still had footage, if the footage was still going, or the camera was still rolling. I stopped it, it was, we had all our footage there, decided to start it again. And I will get to the reason why it all fucked up. But anyway, started it again, we are talking for another hour, 10, hour, 15 minutes, whatever. Altogether, we've done about an hour, 30, hour, 40 of filming. Tell me why, when I press stop, there is nothing there. I press stop, and you know the the counter, the video counter, has just gone to zero, 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 zero. I'm thinking. First, I'm so confused. I'm thinking, has the file gone? Has it gone corrupt? What happened? Because it's got, it's done that. You know that that play sign where you can press play, but it's got the play sign with the line in it, like no play, basically. Yeah, that was happening. So I was thinking, what? After having good convo, good, good convo, I was thinking, this, com- this episode was good. Alright, anyway, the to- and the topic of the convo was, you know, you'll, fi- you'll, figure, um, you'll find out next episode as well when, when he's back here to film. But it was fire for that, and the way you lot have taken it out of hand. But, um, yeah, so that happened, and then I said, alright, cool, let's record another episode. Let's try it again. Done a test recording. Recorded for like... 15, 15, 20 seconds. Everything's there. Great. Let's go. Oh, God. What's happened when we recorded again? The same thing. Everything's gone to zero, 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 zero. So there's me thinking, bro. At that point, I was fresh. I can't, we're drunk. We're drinking. Red leg. You know what I mean? We're drinking. And at that point, I'm just like, you know what? Done. I'm like, listen, chronic, let's go to bed. We'll do this in the morning. Like, let's go sleep, wake up refreshed, record again. So you've done exactly that. In the morning, I've done some more tests, I've tested, blah, blah, blah. But this time I said, you know what? I'm going to record with Logic Pro in the background. So even if I don't get the visuals, I'm going to get the audio. That's what I've said to myself. Against someone's, um, someone's advice, but you know, I did it and it made sense. Once again, the same thing happened. The recording didn't record. The video didn't record. Even though the camera was rolling and, you know, the numbers were going up. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Oh, I'm recording right now early in the morning, but fuck it. So what's happened now? Um, yeah. The uh, footage hasn't recorded, but I've got the audio. I'm thinking, yeah, good. All well and dandy. I've got the... I'll take this D-Rank off because what the hell? Why am I even wearing that? But yeah, I said, all right, cool, all well and dandy. I've got the audio. Looks like the audio is there. 
and said to start editing. I started editing the next day. Please tell me why. Please tell me why. What the hell? That's not. That's not disconnected. Uh, good, we're good. We we back. Don't worry, my hard drive is all right. I thought I thought I was done out here. So we've um, yeah. I've started editing the next day. Editing the the Spotify, uh, Spotify, the Logic Pro. So the just the pure audio. Only for me to be listening, 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 going about my day, just listening, just listening, listening. And then about five to ten minutes in, video and uh, footage cut out. I was sorry, not footage. The recording cut out. I was like, "Raw, what's going on?" Looked at the screen now. There's no more recordings here. After about, I'll say about eight minutes. So um, it turns out later on down the line, I realized that uh, my storage is actually full. So it was recording and whatever, but it wasn't saving anything because there was no way to save it. So I had to clear out a lot of stuff from my um, from my from my storage. I had a hundred gig worth of documents i don't know where i didn't understand where that came from but then i realized on the app on the app that i used to record like the visuals everything that i'd kept there even for promo material everything was saved in the library so that held 100 gig worth of stuff so i deleted everything there because i've got everything on the hard drive anyway and everything's out there so delete all that free myself up 100 gig but that only happened after I recorded again. Oh, sorry. Oh, God. I've been through it, guys. So last night, I recorded an episode. I recorded basically the same episode again. Well, obviously, without this extra explanation. I, rec- um, I freed up 20 gig. This is before I freed up the 100 gig. I freed up 20 gig. I said, all right, cool. That should be enough to record, whatever, blah, blah. And I'll figure out where all the, all the storage has gone later. Why have I freed up 20 gig? But because of some test... Some test um, recordings that I done, that I did. It had um, taken up storage space. Cool. So I'm recording now. I'm recording. Same things happened. I'm looking at the thing zero zero zero. I said, "Don't piss me off." Looked at the storage. Or that it was back at two fifty gig. So I've got a two fifty six gig um, uh, MacBook. But I don't even, when I think about it now, yeah, why did I even buy two fifty six gig? I should have bought like a terabyte or something. Obviously, it was because of the price, but you know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that happened, and then I literally again I went to sleep. I said, "Yeah, fuck this. Let me let me go to sleep early, and then I'll wake up bright and refreshed, and I'll record the episode again." Now that I freed up a hundred gig, and I've got a hundred and six gig spare, maybe a hundred and two by now because I re I'm recording. Do you understand? Anyway, sure. Guys, I realized one thing, yeah, that I say um a lot. So I want you lot to do something, yeah. If you've got a drink with you, if you're with people watching this, whatever you may be doing. if you, As long as you've got a drink, every time you hear me say um, just take a sip. Whether it's alcoholic drink, whether it's non-alcoholic drink, hey, whether it's alcoholic drink or non-alcoholic drink, whether it's mocktail, whether it's cocktail, I don't give a fuck, there's no fire for that. Whether it's mocktail, whether it's a cocktail you've got in your hand, Sip every time I say, um, because yeah, um, <laughs> now nah, I'm joking with that one, but yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. That's why I didn't get um, an episode last week. Unfortunately, apologies, technical difficulties. Like I said, we're still learning the ropes. I'm not that tech savvy, I'm just literally just teaching myself all of this shit, but yeah, that's what happened to our last recording. And like I said before, watching back the previous episode episode three i realized that i was looking down a lot it looked like my eyes were closed a lot of the time my eyes aren't closed my eyes are naturally low plus i was looking down at my screen where i'm monitoring the footage right now and same time the camera was a bit higher actually so i've adjusted the camera angle so that it's more leveled my head doesn't make sense yeah anyway let's get on with it I've got a story to tell, guys. Hey, listen, okay, I've got a few stories to tell today, yeah. The stories that I've picked up from my past, I'm thinking, yeah. These, I mean, a lot, any story I tell on here, yeah, are stories, obviously, I'm telling you, so it's stories that I haven't forgotten, but they're stories that I can never forget. And this one, yeah, I'll say, is my funniest encounter with police 
anywhere in the world? Mm, actually, okay, yeah, it's definitely my funniest encounter with police anywhere in the world. My second funniest encounter with police here was in Croatia. But you know what? I'm actually going to tell that story as well. But first of all, fuck it. Let's tell the story about when me and my friends took my friend's mum's car out and my dad's car out. And his mum's car broke down while she was abroad. So let me set the setting. Let me set the scene. Nigeria 2010, I believe. 2010 or 2011. One of the two. We had inter-house sports in our school. So if you know about school in Nigeria, inter-house sports is basically a sports day. But it's taken very seriously. So you have the red house, green house, blue house, and yellow house. When you come to, when you join the school, more time, like, either JS1, so year 7, or whenever you join the school, if you join in year 8, year 9, year 10, whatever, they will assign you to a house. Like, within the first, like, couple weeks, normally, they'll assign you to a house. So... The house that you're in is the, basically, that's who you're going to be competing for. Um, we co- compete in all sorts of sports. So 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters, relay. Um, what's it? Relay. Um, what's the other one? Hurdles, high jump, long jump, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, yeah. My school was built on a, not built, sorry. My school was on a temporary site because they were building their permanent site. So this temporary site we had didn't have a sports field. So we used to use a sports field in the University of Ibadan, which was basically not far, it was up the road. Like it was like five, ten minute drive, I would say, down the road. But um yeah, we that's where we were that's where we were doing our practice. So and that's where we done the the whole sports the whole inter-house sports was at the University of Ibadan as well. So if you know UI, you know it's a very big uni, like a very big uni. It's even got, like, it's a uni, it's got a secondary school and it's got a primary school inside it. That's how big the uni is, do you know what I mean? Anyway, Sha, me and my friends have decided we're going to take cars, you know, because we can't drive to school. So, and my dad, because my dad didn't live in Nigeria, my dad was back and forth. He left his um, car in Nigeria and basically it was, it was at my disposal. And this is before my mom knew that I could drive properly. So, before I got in any trouble with any cars or whatever, yeah, I was just, I will take it out and have it back before my mom came back. Anyway, this day, my friend's parents had gone to, um, they had gone to London. So, I think they'd gone for a couple of weeks or something, two, a week or two. But, basically what they've done, they had, I believe they had three cars. They took two of the cars to his aunt's house and kept them in the compound there. And the last car, they left in the compound. Now, why did she do this? It, was, it became obvious later. The car had a clutch problem. The clutch was going, it was going, it was nearly gone. I support you lot. The clutch had nearly gone. So we went to go and drive the car, took it. No, I can't, was it me that went to go and pick it up? No, I think some, one of my other friends went to go and pick it up. I think it was Papi, I can't remember. Anyway, Sha, they're taking the car and the clutch is nearly gone. When I say gone, yeah, if you know how, uh, if you're a car savvy, you know that when the clutch is gone, it just, it revs, it revs, like high revs. And it barely moves anywhere. So anyway, they tried to find a way to get the biting point and finesse it and just drag it along. I should have known, yeah, things were going to go wrong that day from when I saw... Actually, no. That, that, I wouldn't say that things were going to go wrong. Things That would, could have been a sign that things were going to be alright. But um, one of our principals, basically we had six heads of the school. There were six founders of the school. And they used to take it in turn. So every two years, they would become... They will be the principal for two years they'll change the principal, so one of them will be their turn, and two years later, it'll be another one's turn, or whatever. This woman, yeah, fucking bitch, yeah? And let me tell you how she's a bitch, because she's not just a bitch, because she was horrible to us, yeah? But, do you know what she's done to the founders, that I found out later, after, obviously, after I graduated from the school, and whatever. She became, it came, uh, came to her turn to be, to be the principal, and she embezzled all the money that they had in their bank account, Ran off to America to go and do a degree. Stole all their money, left them in a rut. So, as you can see, it's not because of what how she treated us that she's a bitch. She was just an actual bitch. This woman, I saw her drive. I saw her car coming towards us. No, come towards me. It was just me in the car at this time. At this point, I've never gone so low in my car. Listen, my head was basically under the steering wheel. I was like, 
just it just twists up like this. I couldn't even see the road no more. But I'd use my head to calculate that, okay, I'm going this fast. The car in front of me is this distance. I just need to press my brake a little bit and accelerate, blah, blah. And then she's gone past me. She hasn't seen me. But I've looked right at her. I'm thinking, wait, because you see that, yeah? I wouldn't face the consequences that day. It will be the next day in school. I might chop assembly flogging. They might flog me on assembly. But anyway, imagine for things that happen outside school, you know? And definitely happened before, but um, it happened, I think, later on. Was it later on that that happened that we got flogged or was it before? Anyway, Sha, long story short, linked up with a man then. Uh, we've gone, we've gone, yeah, we've gone to our entire sports practice. We parked, I can't remember where we parked, but we parked somewhere where the teachers were not going to see us yet. So now, because of the um, secondary school that's in there, the secondary school is called, um, is called International School of Ibadan. No, International School of Ibadan, or was it International School of Ibadan? Anyway, it was a very pop, like, popular, it was a very popular school. You know, if you know, you know. Like, it was the spot, like, all the chicks, all the all the popular guys. Like, it was a cool, like, it was a school full of cool cool dudes. You know what I mean? Everyone was a cool dude. Yeah, rock on. My older sister went to the school, so I kind of knew, like, a couple people from the school. But we went to go look for chicks, basically, yeah. We're driving around the uni just looking for chicks. And just flangering. General, all-round general flanger, as in just enjoying life, you know what I mean? 15, 16-year-olds driving these cars around. Um, my dad's car was a 3-series uh, BMW, and my friend's mom's car was a Nissan Primera. But it was a Primera S or something like that, Sport. Like, it was, yeah, it had, it had some extra punch to it, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, we're, we're driving down this university road, and it comes to, a, like, a hill point. Obviously, the clutch is, is on this last leg. Do you know what I mean? They're pushing up this hill, and all of a sudden, all we've heard is like a... And the car's just revving out. The clutch ain't holding. If you know, if you know how the clutch is, yeah, the clutch has got um, grooved heads. So once those grooves have basically flattened, it's got nothing to hold on to. So it's like, imagine having... Yeah, something like that, but then it flattens, so it's just rubbing on each other that's what basically that's essentially what happened when i tell you <laughs> we're just thinking fuck we know exactly what it was we're on campus the mechanic garage is off campus is the one like two minutes off campus we have i don't know how we did it i can't remember if we've got a mechanic to come or we've done it ourselves but we should have tied his mum's car to my dad's car and towed it out but on our way to the um, exit, obviously there's a gate for the, the university's entrance has a gate. And the gate men have told us to park up. They're, they've, they're questioning us, where did you get the car from, this and that. Because at the end of the day, they've seen a bunch of 15, 16-year-olds, yeah. We look, when I think about it, we thought we were old, like we were mature and whatever. But we looked young, innit? We looked young. When I look back on my photos from the, um, back then, yeah. Damn, I look like a little baby boy. Anyway, they realise that we haven't stolen it, whatever, whatever, let us go. So we've towed the car now to... We've towed it to the garage. Why is it that when we've got there now... Oh, God. And I kid you not, yeah. All right, so this police officer was sitting under, like a... It was like a, a makeshift, like a shack. So it had a tin roof over it and it had um, benches under it. A t tin roof over it and benches under, so they were just... He was sitting there. You know, obviously, Nigerian police with their AK-47 and their big belly. The guy looked at us and I know he just thought, ah, chop. I'm going to chop today. Hey, you guys, you all of you underage drivers, bring the car to the um, garage. And you're towing it as well with rope. Lovely. So he just stood up here, adjusted his trousers, carried his gun. He said, and I swear to God, this is how he said it. Do you know this is an illegal tone of a vehicle? Ah. All of us looked at each other like. Okay, what? He said, Do you know this is an illegal tone of a vehicle? Ah. He said, this cannot, on, this cannot only cause um, damage to property, but also to lives. Ah! We're all looking at the Alga. He said, something about, uh, so, 
um, I should seize this car or I should arrest you or whatever, whatever. I can't remember what he said. One of my friends here said, Ah, Oga, I know you now. Oga, you stopped me before now. Oga, come on. I actually know something in my face now. You don't know my face. The guys looked at my friend here. Yeah? Looked at him up and down. And he said, yeah. Do I knows you? Do I knows you? Do you knows me? Have I stopped you before? You're a lie. You're a lie. Yeah, make one bring something for me. I said, even with the pigeon you're trying to put stupid food there. He said, make one bring something for me. He said, nothing for me? Cool daddy, cool daddy. Ah, I said, oh God, now. Now I think you must have realized, yeah, if you call daddy, you might not get anything. Because at the end of the day, yeah, you can arrest all of us here yeah, and say, are they driving or whatever, whatever. You're going to take us to the station and you're not going to get anything. Nothing's going to enter your pocket. Just stress. And you're not going to be able to be on the roadside where you can collect your little 20, 20, um, 20 15 naira. Do you know what I mean? So it's too much hassle to call daddy and they have to take us to the station. It's not worth it. It's literally not worth it for him. He said, actually, don't call daddy. Don't call daddy. Make him bring something for me. Now, let me just say it again. We're 15, 16 years old. We don't have money like that. We're not jugging. We're not doing anything, yeah? We live off our parents, yeah? And what our parents give us. Now, we've already spent what our parents have given us on petrol, yeah? We put about 500 hour petrol in each car. 500 hour them times was about two pounds, yeah? But 500 hour petrol back then... So it was nearly, We'll probably get like a tenner's petrol. So 500 was like a... Was like a, was like a yeah, put the tenner in the tank. We put a tenner in both tanks already. We don't have we don't have much money left and we've eaten that day we've done do you know what I mean we've done a lot we somehow some way gathered up I think a thousand five hundred naira between ourselves so a thousand five hundred naira them times once again it's like about six pounds yeah but you can't directly you can't directly you can't directly what's the word um exchange it like that because what if what a thousand five hundred naira would get you would be the same thing that I'd say about twenty pounds could get you. So that's how I work it out. Like thousand five hundred, I could get you like twenty pounds worth of stuff. In terms of you go to the market, you go and buy stuff and whatever. Anyways, yeah. Sorry guys, let me blow my nose real quick. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, we're giving them money. Is like hey, now you are talking. Yes, yes, sorry, ah. So okay, what I'm doing for there? Sorry guys. Oh God! Say yeah. Okay, ah, what I'm talking for then? That is a shen soron. Yeah, now you're talking. Elisha, you went off back to the shack and went to go and sit down. Left us alone. So now we have to do the mechanic. The mechanic said, "Yeah, your clutch is completely gone." We're thinking, "Yeah, we know that." But like, what? Can you fix it now? That we need to take this car home tonight. He said, "Yeah." What these times we've come around like. 435. He said, Yeah, this car's not going home tonight. But I can do it. I can do it by tomorrow. Going back tomorrow, he said, Oh, we should come back the next day. Come back the next day, it was ready. We paid him 4,500 naira, which is about, yeah, let's just say one pound is about 250 naira, them times. So 4,500 naira. Do the math yourself, you're not stupid. Anyway, yeah. We paid him, but even when I think about it now, it was extra, very, very cheap. Because if you know how hard it is to change a clutch here, you basically have to take the gearbox out, detach the gearbox from the engine, and then get the clutch in between. It is long. But I think he just looked at us like, these lot are kids, man. These lot ain't got shit. Charged us to bare minimum. Next day, this clutch didn't feel the same. I pressed it like, okay, imagine the clutch went this high. Yeah, before, like the clutch pedal used to go this high. Now the clutch pedal was halfway through or halfway down. So the clutch was very short. I was like, wow. But fuck it, we move. At least the car's repaired. Got to go and park the car back up um, in his compound and Bob's your uncle. But then his mum came back um, a few days later. His mum and dad came back a few days later and she didn't say anything about it. But I know in my heart, she knows that this car is not how I left it. Anyway, Sha, like a month later or a few weeks later or whatever, we got the opportunity to take the car out again. I went to go pick it up this time because I think he lived around the corner from me. He didn't live far from me. So, 
was I living was I living near him these times? I think I was. But anyway, I've gone to his house to go and pick up the car because he couldn't drive. But yeah, but I could. So picked up the car and I've pressed the clutch. The clutch has been repaired. The clutch is not the way we've left it. Is that the way we repaired it? So the clutch is back to its high point. I'm like, yeah, your mum definitely knew, but she probably thought, when I, when I think about it in hindsight, yeah, she probably thought, they went through all this effort to repair it. Yeah. They really, God knows what they've already gone through, yeah. Let me just allow these kids. I know, say, that's what was going through her mind. Let me allow these kids. Well, obviously, she didn't know the who was behind it, like, in terms of all his friends and all that. But obviously... Like, him and his brother were old enough to drive. Like, he was 15, 16. His little brother was, like, what, 14 or something. So, I, I know it sounds young, but the first time I ever drove in Nigeria, I was 13 years old. So, just that. Nigeria is the land where anything can happen. Anything can happen. Nigeria is the Hennessy of countries. Anything can happen when Hennessy is involved. Same as Nigeria. Anything can happen in Nigeria. What a great country. Lovely country. I mean, even though things are kind of fucked there, like some of the things that are fucked about Nigeria are the things that we enjoy most about it. Like you can drive down the road with no license, no number plate, and you can just, you know, pay your way and just... I mean, obviously, when it comes to big, big things like murder and stuff, boy, you get me? It's kind of techie. But when it comes to minor, minor, minor crimes, like you're driving with no license, you're... Yeah, I mean, fuck you, you're using your phone on the... There's always a way around it. And if you think about it realistically, yeah, it doesn't waste the government's time and money because, damn, do you know how much money is wasted on traffic offences? Like, come on, man. Like, let everybody live, man. Stop putting a stick up our ass, man. But, yeah, that is how that story ended. And then, um, yeah, we put the yeah, car back and everything was cushy. But, yeah, like I said, the month later, I took the car out and saw that, yeah, this clutch, I had been tampered with again. But we thank God. And the great things that we enjoy about Nigeria. Because that clutch changed. You see how much it would have been in the UK? Oh my days. Labour alone would have been about 100, 100 plus pounds. Do you know what I mean? No talk of talking about parts or this and whatever, whatever. We basically fixed the car for 18 pounds. Yeah, man. Bro, whoa, that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was, yeah, that was, that was my funniest police experience. But yeah, like I said, Nigeria, the things that are fucked up about it are the things that we enjoy the most. You know what I mean, being able to get ourselves out of minor sticky situations with a little bit of, you know what I mean, pocket change. It also reminds me, yeah, of the time actually, yeah, I got to my first car chase year ever, which was in Nigeria. So the year is 20, I'm 16 this, this time, I'm definitely 16. My mom's car, something happened to it, it was in the garage. So one of her friends gave her, um, a car that they had spare but here's the catch the car was a right hand drive car shipped over from England and it had no license plates no number plates this day that the incident happened was there was a government strike so all the government workers all the civil servants and everything were on strike and the area me and my mum were going towards was going past the sectariat so sectariat is basically the government the government area, so where the government house is, the governor's house is, um, where, I think, is it House of Assembly of that state or whatever? Anyway, all the government shit is there. Like, all, like passport office is there. Everything is there. The sectariat, yeah? So that's where, obviously, most of the strikes are. So that's where most of the traffic is. I'm driving. My mom's, obviously, my mom's in the passenger seat. I'm driving this right-hand drive car. And this car, oh, my God. 3.5 liter V6 engine, Honda Legend. Beauty of a car, beauty of a car. Like that car purred, purred. Like it was right on the legend. Hey, listen, yeah. When I'm when I have my when I'm finally build my house in Nigeria and have a compound or whatever, I want a fleet of of vintage cars. The Honda Legend is one of the cars I'm definitely going to have in my fleet. I want a 96 7 Series, like two packs. I want a 99 5 Series. Well, any shape between, any, any, the shape that's between 98 and 2002, I believe they stopped making them. I want that BMW. I want a, 
um bmw 325cl yeah convertible Ooh, convertible or coupe i don't mind i want one of them and i want an old school free series as well i'm talking about 95 94 95 do you know what i mean i need those cars in my life as you can tell i'm a bit of a bmw fan but yeah um yeah i was driving the honda legend and then there's this in nigeria there's federal road safety commission yeah so they deal with all traffic offenses so they're not a branch they're not a branch of the police or wing of the police but they basically do that duty of the police so they deal with all traffic incidents and all that kind of stuff they've set up a roadblock this day yeah and i remember just seeing the roadblock thinking oh fuck but i'm with my mum so if i get whatever if anything happens like i'm with my mum like my mum can tell me to yo shoot that man and i'm not thinking of the consequences my mum told me to do it so fuck it i'm gonna do it back then at least that's how i used to think like my mum is the be all and end all i can't get in any more trouble than with my mum that's how i used to think everyone else null and void police military anything null and void teachers all as long as my mum supports me i'm there so now yeah they're waving down our car telling us to park we said, don't stop for them Mama, actually, the left hand drive, her right hand drive. Okay, Mama, for real? This is gangster shit you are, Mama? Mama, this is the gangster shit you are, Mama? Thug life, you don't need to say no more, Mama. I didn't even say, huh? I said, okay. Woom, foot down. I said, the, the engine is so powerful, yeah, the car is so powerful, the engine, like the bonnet has basically gone up when I've put my foot down. And I'm screwed, and I've gone like, Five cars in front. Five or six cars in front. When I've got there now, yeah? Five cars, uh, five, six cars in front. I've joined, I rejoined the queue, like, the, the traffic, like, all right, cool. One Okada man. Oh, so Okada's are commercial motorbikes, so motorbike taxis, basically, in Nigeria. One Okada man has come up to me, yeah? I remember, I'm a right, I'm driving the right-hand drive, and we're driving in the right lane because it's Nigeria. So he's come up to me on the side of, like, now like on the, the pavement side basically is okay then they come oh, they go they go they go huh i've looked back here i don't even think i waited for my mom to say anything put my foot down again engine lifted again Whoop. cut in can I, well, I can see my rear view yeah when he said they're coming i've looked at my rear view i swear to god it was like a movie i've just seen dust coming from the distance bare dust and then i seen a guy hanging off the back of the pickup truck so they've got these um, Toyota Hilux pickup trucks here and he's hanging off the back like he's ready to do something I said no not me not today Whoop. faced incoming traffic cutting gone round the roundabout the wrong way but when I've come off the roundabout now I'm trying to go to an estate I'm blocked off by the traffic oh so I'm waiting for the, so now I'm waiting for there to be a bit of space I'm horning them everything like you know let me go past Road safety come behind me. Woo, 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 woo. Jumped off the back. The guys come and punch the bonnet. Boka. I said, why are you punching the bonnet for? I'm thinking, I'm very confused at this point. But windows are up. The sunroof is open. That was the only thing, but all the windows are up, so they can't even grab me. Anyway, got past that part, and I'm driving again through into this estate. Left, right, left. Until my mom just told me, I nah, just stop. Nah, stop, like jiggers up and i've kind of clocked as well that the jiggers up because um yeah not gonna lie i knew the estate i went into but i didn't know where the other exit is the other exit that i knew was was gonna be lo uh, locked off like the gate was locked was constantly locked so now my mom told me to park i'm just like all right cool they pulled up like 10 seconds later because i've when i tell you i've breezed them out i've dusted them out. i put my foot down They've come behind us here like 10 seconds later, yeah. Try to block us off and jumped out of the car. Stop the car, stop the car. I was like, we're already parked up. Like, what do you mean? Mom said, don't ask them. Don't, don't, don't open the door until the police come. So, okay. So now, and the police station was around the corner. It wasn't too far. If you know about the housing, it was around housing, housing roundabout. So now, yeah, the police have come, yeah. Say, what's up? No, before the police will come, the road safety guy said, you're the small boy. You're the small boy. Was driving this car like this. You're the small boy. I know that's what pissed them off. The fact that I was so small. Because remember, before listen, before I came back to England, yeah, I was. Uh, when I came back, I weighed sixty kilos. Sixty kilos. So around there, I was probably like fifty-five to sixty kilos. 
you this small boy. You this small boy. I was driving this car like that. I'm going to arrest you. Something, something. Police have come here. What's the matter? Blah, blah. They've explained. All right, let's go to the station. And this is how unruly Nigeria is, yeah? Let's go to the station. Did they put me in the back of a police car or tell me to get out of the car or whatever? No. The policeman jumped in the back seat of my car and my mom's sitting in the passenger or whatever. I said, yeah, drive to the station. I said, oh, all right. So uh, here I am again, driving to the station. The road safety are there and the police are there. They're following us. Got to the station, parked up, gone into the, uh, gone inside the building. My mom's told me, yo, don't worry. But they've heard me and they told me to go behind the counter. So I've gone behind the counter now, yeah? I'm just waiting for judgment. Mom's going back and forth with them, back and forth with them. And then she's made a phone call. But why should she make that phone call? Somebody's giving me a, uh, one of the police officers gave me a piece of paper to write my name on. I kid you not, yeah? He gave me a scrap piece of paper because when I flipped it, the other side was like, an, oh, I can't remember, it was like an invoice or something or maybe a postal. I can't remember. It was something that was just like, you gave me a re- or a receipt. And then I don't remember writing my name. I remember, I, I wrote my first name, but that's all I wrote. So I thought, first of all, this is not going to go nowhere. Like, what are you even telling me to write? My name and address. Do I even know my address myself? No, actually, did I? No, these times I didn't know my address because we just moved to a new house. But anyway, yeah, that's happened. A few minutes later, my mom's friends arrived and speaking to the police officers and I think they've given them a little something. And they've let me go, basically. They've just said, all right, I'll come out. Let me go. At the end of it, they were all laughing and smiling. Ah, I think you fat, sh- greedy shits. They fed, your, they fed your pockets and now you're good. Elisha, my mom drove the car out of the compound. So she was like, don't let us take the piss here. And you can't... No! Do you think, I can't remember if it was me or my mom that drove out of the compound. For some reason, I think it was my mom. I feel like she said, oh... Let me just drive out of the compound so they don't cause any more wahala so that it doesn't look like we're taking a piss or whatever. But for some reason, I have a recollection of me, my mom saying at the same time, just drive, Joe, there's nothing they can do anymore. But anyway, yeah, the next day, my mom see the same road safety people, yeah, and she's driving the same car. And they stopped her and they said, Ah, Elijah, how are you? Oh, how's that your small, how's that your son? That small, that small driver, that driver. I was like, it's fine, he's at home. So I'm greeting from you. I'm greeting for us. Can you imagine? So from there, we wanted to punch out the body. Yeah, I don't know what. Maybe he thought it was Thor or something. Or I don't know. He's got Hulk. From there to say, ah, greeting for us. Nigeria. Great people. Great nation, man. Hey, if I come back to this world again as anybody, God, please let me be Nigerian. Because it is, it, we, are, we are elite people. Ah, I lit gun. I lit gun. But yeah, that's the story of my first car chase, man. That was, that was, it was fun. I'm not even gonna lie. That one was fun. And the reason why I was fun is because I knew that there was minimal consequences because I had the backing of my mum. So, from when I have the backing of my mum, I know that any trouble, even if, God forbid, I went to prison for driving in Nigeria, I'll be alright because my mum told me to do it. So it's like I had permission from the big dog. That's how I used to see it. Yeah, man. That was, yeah, man. Hey, Nigeria. Hey, I love Nigeria, man. Everything about it. Suya. Listen, all the suya that you have here, yeah, no matter how how good, yeah, you may think your suya is, or how good you may think the suya you're getting is, it will never compare to the suya in Nigeria. Suya in Nigeria is a different kettle of fish. Suya in Nigeria has a thing on it called yaji. Yeah, yaji is a spice mixture of herbs, spices, obviously, herbs and spices, and kuli kuli. So, you know kuli kuli? Kuli kuli is a snack made from um, peanuts. They grind it up, and they mix it with the spices, and they coat the beef with it. That is real suya, not just putting meat on the grill and putting some seasoning in it. Obviously, you try it. They try it. They try it for the, the best they can in it, but authentic suya... Part of the things we love about Nigeria. Abula. If you don't like Abala, I'm telling you, if you eat powder jam and you like powder jam, but you don't like Amala, if you go to Nigeria, you'll love it more than powder jam. In Nigeria, I loved Amala more than powder jam. If we were at a wedding and they said, Do you want Abula or do you want powder jam? Give me Abula. There was one place here called Inner Straight. 
No, no, not Inner Street. Sorry, Inner Street is uh, Ryuki. There's one place called uh, Amala Sky Bank. Now, the reason why it's called Amala Sky Bank is because this Amala joint is right in front of a Sky Bank. It is... Anyone that knows Ibado, yeah, knows that that's the best Amala in Ibado. Probably in... I'm not going to lie. It's a strong contender probably for best Amala in Nigeria. Because I've had Amala in Ilori. I've had it in Oyo. Oyo is the home of Amala, if you know about that. And I've had it in Ibado. That one, Amala Sky Bank. Hands down, best Amala in 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 in, uh, in, in Oyo State. Probably yeah, is is mad. But speaking of Amala, I made some stew yesterday. Ah, some red stew, Nigerian stew with shaki and beef. It's the first time I made stew in a long time, but it came out came out muy delicioso. Had to you know. Boiled the, the shaki for like an hour and a half to get it soft because damn, this shit was tough. And then um, I also made some pepper snail. The pepper snail, I, that one, I done it on a whim. Like I done it on a, it was a, oh, fuck it, let me, let me make some pepper snail. So basically I went into the African food shop and I went to go and buy, that's when I went to go and buy beef actually. No, 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 no. I went to go and buy scotch bonnets because I didn't have no scotch bonnets. I bought the beef already. Scotch bonnets and... Oh, what else did I go and buy? Onions, maybe? No. Scotch bonnet and something, sure. But I was looking through the fish section, yeah? In the fish section, I was thinking, let me buy a whole fish as well, but I don't have freezer space, so I said, I'll come back and buy it. But I saw snails. I was like, oh. Maybe I should buy, maybe I should make some snails, you know what I mean? I bought a pack. I think it cost like £14 or £13 for a pack of three. Fucking expensive. Yeah. Because when I saw my bill at the end, I saw £20-something. Pounds. Oh, and I bought oil as well. So I bought... Vegetable oil, uh, vegetable oil, peppers, uh, what's it again? Scotch bonnets and snails. And I think I bought a drink as well. Everything came up to £21. Imagine, £21 for a bottle of vegetable oil. Some, um, some, why do I keep forgetting the name of this? From Scotch bonnets and the the three snails i should have bought six to be honest because it was worth it yeah so i just thought yeah let me just buy it man fuck it why not so when it, after i made the stew obviously i seasoned the i defrosted the snails cleaned it extra they cleaned it quite well but i had to clean it extra do you know what i mean uh with lemon and vinegar and all that slime you have to basically get all the slime off and this one came slime free, but you know, there's still a little bit of slime. They're never gonna do it like the way you're gonna do it. Um, seasoned it, put it in the yeah, seasoned it, boiled it for about 20 25 minutes, and then put it in the grill as with all my meat. And then, yeah, put in a um, I finally chopped some peppers, onions, scotch bonnet. And that's, did I do tomatoes? I think I put a bit of tomato in it, like one tomato or something. But basically, I was meant to put it in the blender from the beginning and just pulse it. But I tried to just cut it thinly with a with a chef knife. Should have just pulsed it. But when I pulsed it, I pulsed it a bit too much, and then it became it wasn't as coarse as I wanted it to be. So it was a bit fine, but it was still alright. It was still alright. You know, fried that some seasoning, whatever. Let that cook up. Then added the. The snails to it, cut all the snails in half, so it was six pieces. And then, yeah, Bob's your uncle, it was bon appetit. Mwah. It was delicioso, man. Muy delicioso. Anyway, um, that's what I made of there. And then when I yeah, when I finished making that, it took me about three hours to cook everything. I made some eba. I had some efor that I brought from London, and I just had eba efor with in the efor there was some fish and Lamb neck. So I had a lamb neck fish, about a fish stew, beef, shaki, and pepper snail. It was, wow, it was wonderful. I think afterwards I went. I think afterwards I went to sleep. If I, if I was, if I did go to sleep, I was sluggish as hell. Oh, thank God, yeah. But yeah, that's what I made yesterday. Been a long time since so I've been out of my cooking bag for for a long time, and I need to get back into it because if you know, if you follow me on Snapchat, or whatever. If you follow me from, I'll say, 
from uh, November, December-ish, January, you, see, you know I was cooking a lot. I was doing a lot of cooking, a lot of cooking on my snack. Yeah, don't worry. Getting back into it, getting back into it. Slowly but surely. Yeah, man. Um, sorry, guys, man. Sorry. It, it was actually early in the morning. I'm just recording so I can have something to edit on the train on my way down to London. And then this will be out tomorrow. Um, I wanted to tell a story, actually, yeah. How I got this scar on my hand, on my wrist. So... No, it's not no Kung Fu fighting and shit. It ha- it's not no G.I. Jedi, uh, G.I. Joe or Jedi kind of shit. Nothing like that happened. I fell off my skateboard, basically. Yeah. One of the biggest scars on my body from me falling off my skateboard. So let me, let me, let me tell you how it happened. Oh, I thought I had knocked on the door. Anyway, this was while I was at uni. So. I took my skateboard to lectures and normally on my way back there was a hill next to my accommodation and I would always either put one foot down and just slow myself down the hill or I'll turn off to the le- I'll turn off there was a left turning that went to some shops I went to a shop and a, and a chicken place chicken shop um chicken and chip shop on campus though or I went to the the dining hall of my hall and another hall Alicia, this day I've decided to be a free bird. For what reason? I don't know. I decided to say, no, I'm going down this hill. Full speed, I don't care. Halfway down the hill, yeah, I didn't realise that, raw full speed is actually full speed. Like, this is, <laughs> this shit is fast. Like, I'm at least, I'm doing at least 20 miles an hour down the road. One of my housemates, he's walking, he's walking back as well, back, uh, back to our com. And... I've seen him, he's on the phone, and I've just waved at him, he's waved at me. But the way that I've given him is like, it's been a long day, a uh, long day, yeah. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I know we something, something, oh, we'll see to the end, or whatever, whatever he said, yeah. It was one of them was like, farewell, my good friend. Because I thought I could have died. So I'm looking at the end of this road, yeah. There's a sharp bend at the end. So I'm thinking, anything can happen. One, a class, straightforward, Brock up myself with the concrete. Or a car comes around the corner, collapses me, brocks me up the same way. So I've taken the safe option. Or the safest option. I've jumped off before I got to the bottom of the hill. My skateboard's gone flying into a bush. I've tried to run it off, but I stumbled on the third step. And then I've just collapsed myself. Bow, dropped on the floor. In between the curb and the road. So I've dropped on the corner of the curb, basically. But when I've dropped, every time I drop here, I always remember to roll. Even when I fell off my pen. I'll tell that story after anyway. But because when I used to do, um, when I used to play Sunday League, when I used to play football in Sunday League, the coach always used to say, when you drop, roll. Because you minimize um, damage, minimize impact. Uh, you scrape yourself, all of that stuff. So I've dropped and I've rolled. But where I've dropped initially, boom. My hoodie has torn, my belt has scuffed up on a mad one, and my jeans or trousers, whatever trousers I was wearing that day, tore as well. And I landed on my wrist like that because I was trying to get into the rolling position. But obviously, I've fallen in on the curb, in the corner of the curb. So that's just bust open. And I rolled, rolled, rolled. And I've got, I've got to go and get my skateboard and try to dust myself off and got inside. But when I've done that i've looked at my wrist and i'm like oh shit you're bleeding bleeding and like it's small now i don't know if, you can, if you're watching on youtube if you can see on the camera it's a small scar now but it was big it actually reduced it's actually redu- i'm actually quite surprised over how much it's reduced it was a big scar so like yeah that 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 is the story of how i got that scar no not that so when i told someone that yeah so like, oh, what happened so i fell off my skateboard no i said oh so I got into a fight. She said, oh, you're right. I said, no, I'm joking. I fell off my skateboard. She said, the fight was a better story. I said, well, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not the truth. But um, yeah, that's, I remember like, dra- um, dra- uh, during, throughout this um, podcast series, I'm going to be showing you different scars around my body and telling you what happened. 
because I've got no, I've got many scars to be honest. Most of my scars, I've got that one, that one there. A lot of scars on my fists. Um, scar on my right hand there as well. That looks like a birthmark. Scar on my back and scar on my waist where I got my appendix taken out. So as we go on um, in the series, I'll be telling you more about each scar as I've got. Um, you know, as I, as I start to do more story times and all of that stuff. But anyway, Sha, yeah, speaking of speaking of falling and rolling, because I said I was going to say, uh, let me tell you about the story of how I dropped off my pen. This is the first bike accident that I've ever had. Now, I've never touched wood. Since then, I have not fallen off a bike again. And prior to that, I had not written myself off a bike. So we thank God. And we thank God that it wasn't worse. But anyway, summer 2020, I got my first big bike. Well, I say big bike, it was just a bigger than the, bigger than the 125. So all the motorbikes I've ever had in my life have always been 125 cc's. But this one was a 250cc X-Max. Because the year before, I got my full bike license. I did it for my, for my 24th birthday. So I got my full bike license. Got the X-Max now, summertime. Feeling great. But this day... It was raining and I didn't have any protective gear on. I only had my helmet on. The reason I didn't have my gloves is because I thought I forgot in the AP that me and my friends were at the day before. But it turns out I put it in my car, but I got so drunk I didn't even realise that I'd put the my backpack in my car. Anyway, shout So I'm just here riding in the rain because rain started while I was when I started riding. <laughs> riding, riding, riding. I'm soaked. I'm wearing a tracksuit and a, and a helmet, basically. Riding... And then what's happened? Um, yeah, riding through through Brixton. Overtaken like four cars. Like two cars in a van and two vans or something like that. I've overtaken them. Freaking cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, got to turn right. As I turn right, yeah, my body's turned right. The back's turned right. No, the back's rotated right. But it's carried on going forward. So now I'm on the floor and I'm looking at my bike rolling in front of me and I'm thinking, don't, don't skid, don't skid. You're going to hurt yourself. Like, if I drop off, I'm going to, like, if I don't roll, I'm going to hurt myself. I always think, whenever I drop off anything, I've even dropped off a bike in Croatia. No, then time when I dropped off the bike in Croatia, actually, I scratched up my knee. But anyway, I'll talk about Croatia as well in a second. But, um... Yeah, the back's carry on going forward. I've started rolling, but where I've initially hit the ground, my wrist. It's always my it's, it is always, yeah, my wrist. Because I always try and drop like that and roll. So I've dropped on my wrist first, and then I rolled. Back's gone in front. I've stood up thinking, because I didn't have insurance. I'm thinking, yeah, I can't, nothing can come and take me away from here but myself. Jumped up, and I've got, put the back, picked the back, um, the back up. I just had to start it straight away. The bike's not starting, just rolling. One of the guys that were I overtook here stopped his van and he said, Hey mate, you're right. Like, yeah, but not only you're right, like, what are you doing? Like, you're right, like, are you genuinely alright? I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Oh mate, I don't think you should get on the bike straight away, you know. Maybe you might want to take a take a quick um, breather, whatever. I was like, Yeah, no, nah, I hear you. But I've only said that because the bike's not starting. He's like, You sure do you need anything? Whatever. I was like, No, I'm good, man, fine. He's like, nothing fine, I just need to get out of here. Anyway, yeah, back started like 20 seconds later and I was on my way to Clapham. But after Clapham, I needed to go to a shop in Clapham. After, um, after Clapham, what was I buying? No, I think I was going to a tailor's or something. And I was going to do something in Clapham. But after Clapham, I needed to go to North London. So now, I'm going to Clapham and then, yeah, so, oh yeah, yeah, what's wrong with you? Literally, I've just fallen off my back. Literally just fallen off like, look, I'm like, oh, you're right here. No, I'm good. Got on the bike, got back on the bike, got to North London. But we're going to North London now, yeah, the, the weather's getting better. The, the sun's come out and it's drying me up. So imagine, grey tracky, everything's wet, it's dark grey. But I've got patches of wet on me now because the sun's drying me up. On my way back down, I'm feeling, oh, my wrist kind of, kind of hurts. But you know what, I'll firm it, I'll firm it till we get back. I'm looking at my, my wrist is it's progressively getting worse and worse and worse. By the time I got back to London, London. By the time I got back to South, just done out here. I had to park up my bike. I, t- I parked up and I was like, "Yeah, I can't do this." Parked up my bike, got my car. 
I met them a cool Yeah, we're at AP, blah, blah, blah. We're a couple, team, a couple girls, blah, blah. Chilling. Uh, I was like, yeah, bet I'll be there. But let me go to the pharmacy first. I go to the pharmacy. I said, yo, can you give me the strongest painkillers you can give me over the counter? Please, the strongest. I've said, I've fallen off my back. My wrist is in tatters. Yeah. I feel my wrist was, my wrist was even swollen as well. But anyway, I got up. I mean, um, yeah, um, they gave me Cocodamol. Said, there's the strongest Cocodamol we can give you over the counter. I said, thank you. Took two of those bad boys. And the pain was relieved in 15 minutes. Like, it was still hurting a tiny bit, obviously, but it was 80, 80% better. 80% of the pain was gone. So, raw. so what did I go and do? Did not think straight, that's what I went to go and do. And I went to go and do what? Drink alcohol on top of the cocoa. I'm feeling flanger full. Everyone's flangering. I'm sitting on the sofa like this year. Close my eyes. Open my eyes. It's morning. I said, what? Bear in mind, yeah, I got to the AP around like, what? 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, like 10 o'clock. 9, 10 o'clock. Close my eyes, open my eyes this morning. There's no one around me. I'm like, what the fuck has happened? I'm seeing empty drink bottles, empty yak bottles, empty cups, half empty cups, all sorts of shit. I'm thinking, right, let me, where the fuck is everyone? Let me go look for everyone. Gone to the first room. Locked. So, okay. Gone to the second room. It was like a, a basement room. I see two girls in the bed just sleeping. I'm like, cool, all right. Gone to the third room, yeah? On the bed on the left, I see one girl with her tits out, just passed out. I said, what the fuck? Look to the right. I see another girl, tits out, ass out. Huh? Next to the girl, I see my brethren in the bed with her. T-shirt on, trousers on. So as, I, as I've walked, as I've, as I've scanned the room, yeah? He's woken up. Like, as I've looked right, he's woken up. Like, his eyes just opened up like... <sighs> I was like, brother. I said, yo, what, what the fuck happened? He's like, brother. You don't even know. I was like, I know I don't know. I just woke up. But I want to know. Anyway, I was like, hey fam, come and link me in the front room. Because I don't want these girls to wake up. Come to the front room now, yeah. He's like, bro, bro, last night was brazy. So what happened? So fam, these are all doing truthful there. And they were like daring each other to suck dick in front of each other. Someone was sucking dick in front of everyone. And a girl, another girl came and said, nah, you don't know how to do it properly. Let me show you how it's done. Started ucking man off. I said, ah? I said, what? Why did no one feel to wake me up? They said, we tried, man, but you were out. You are out like a light. I said, you, didn't try, you clearly didn't try hard enough. I was like, wait, so all of this was going around me? He said, yeah, some people are sucking dick in the garden. Some people are doing that. I was like, bro, so somebody could have put yash on my head and I wouldn't have known. Ah, I said, that's a level of vulnerability I don't ever plan to, to reach again. But I mean, I have, you know, under the influence of alcohol, but we'll talk about that later. But I was like, raw. Do you know what it means? That all of this was going around me and I was just there sleeping like, <laughs> music was blaring everything but nah I was like nah this can never happen again next day um, because they still had an apartment for like a couple of days so next day we linked them again whatever but the the next night wasn't as wild as whatever it wasn't even wild it was just chilling like everyone I think they got their wildness out of them the day before in it but everyone was just chilling like, yeah it was, it was I mean summer 2020 was a fledgeful summer do you know what I mean so yeah it was it was, it was, it was a decent night but yeah, as I said, yeah, falling off bikes and that. Let me tell you about Croatia. Oh my! It's like, I'm giving you lot, loads of stories today, you know, loads of stories. Okay, there's no one for me to go back and forth with, so I'm just giving you story time, story time. So it's 2018. Me and oh, how many of us? Five of us. Yeah, five of us have gone to Croatia. Yeah, Fresh Island. You remember 2018 Fresh Island? Yeah, what a what a year. What a festival. That was a brilliant, brazy festival. Yeah. Anyway, we we're four pens up. We had four pens. We didn't have five pens because the, the fifth person to get a pen, yeah. <laughs> the day we went to go get the pens, we hadn't even left the place to get the pens. He crashed his pen. He said, Yeah, it's not for him. <laughs> so he was taking cab everywhere. We were, we were, we were, yeah, we were doing pen life. 
And yeah, we all had bandanas. Like I had a bandana to match every outfit that I had for the holiday. I had like five bandanas. Um, my brother had bandanas as well. So we'll do not bandana. We'll do not bandana and matching bandanas and matching. No, not matching bandanas. So we'll do not bandanas and um, matching the helmets. Anyway, sure. One day, yeah, we're coming back from yeah from the beach from Zerka Beach or Zerka Zerka Beach or I don't know how you pronounce it. Zukri Beach, that beach uh, that everyone you know where the festival was on, or where the festival was at. Come back into into Navalja, where the AP where our AP was. I don't know what's happened. We're random formations on some Sons of Anarchy shit. Sunglasses, bandanas, helmet. I look at my rear view, yeah. I don't know what made me look at my rear view, but I looked at my rear view, yeah. And I see my brethren fall down. Bola. It looked like, you see, in um, PDD's every step I take. Every move I make. Hey, you see how we fell down on the back in the beginning? I swear that that's how my bridging fell. I see on the back. I say, ah? I feel back. I just see this guy just collapse his bike. I figure, how? We were all driving straight. No, not yeah. I'm going to get him on the pod soon, yeah? And he's going to come and explain himself and explain why, how it happened. Because he said he him himself, he doesn't know how it happened. Anyway, long story short, yeah? He's crashed, but he's hit a car. And then one of my next bridges has banded up the guy that he's hit his car. Like, yo, fam, fuck off, like, whatever. Go back to the, apart- to the apartment. No less than five minutes of us being in the apartment or ten minutes. Police are at the door. Police, release, blah, 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 blah. Ah, that was quick. He said, yeah, somebody crashed the bike into uh, someone's car and there's damages to their car, blah, blah, blah. We're just there thinking, what the hell? But they come with the bike rental people. So the bike rental people, they've definitely gone to them and then come back, to, like, Found our address and all of that. Me and my brethren, we kind of look alike. People always say that we like we look like brothers, isn't it? But we kind of look alike, and not just the fact that we look alike. I've got okay, I, I dropped on my bike a few days before. My other brethren who was in the back of my bike, drunk, made us fall off. Anyway, sure, I was drunk as well, but you know it is what it is. My knee was fucked, so because I didn't want to plaster on my knee to be sure, because that's that's a waistband thing. Not even though it was waistband thing, but fam, ruining my flanger, man, ruining my swagger. So I've covered it up with a bandana, with one of my bandanas. You know what I mean? I've got two white bandanas. So I've used one of them to cover it every day. So if you go, even if, if you go on my Instagram, if you see my pictures um, in Croatia, you see I've got a bandana around my around my knee. It's not for fashion. It's because I was just covering up the plaster in it. Anisha, because I've got a plaster on my knee. And he's got a plaster on his arm or something like that, where he's fallen off. I don't think they know, and we look alike, they didn't know who to pick. To a point where they've got both of our IDs, yeah? And one of them looked at his colleague and he said, he said something in, in Croatian, I don't know what the language is, in Croatian, and he said, He's looked at him and said, All I'm grabbing is that, yeah, what you can tell, he's got like this. Switched our IDs, yeah? Jumped it up and told him to look at it. Who's who? He looked at us, he looked at the ID, looked at us, looked at the ID. He said, I just want to go to You see when he said that? I said, oh yeah, we're gone. They've arrested both of us because they didn't know who was who. So we got to the station now, yeah? They're questioning us. I'm not saying shit. I told my, I told my bridge, I told my bridge, I said, yo. I told him in Yoruba though. I said, listen, I'm on whatever you're on in it. I said, if, I'm, if you're not saying shit, I'm not saying shit in it. Like, I'm on whatever you're on. Anyway, yeah. When I'm speaking to him in Yoruba, I said, look, listen, let's just say nothing. They can't prove who it is, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying some stuff to him in Yoruba. The policeman said, hey, no talking, though. He said English only or something like that. I was like, what? What do you mean English I'm crying on speaking in Yoruba to my brethren, like, yo, this and blah, blah, blah. The guy said, hey. And he's going like this. Started tapping his gun. You see what he did that? I said, <laughs> I see sometimes when I think about my head, he's like, what was I thinking? I said, hey, brother. What are you doing that for? Why are you talking your gun for? What are you doing that for? I should scare man. I should intimidate man. <laughs> the, guy, the guy didn't even do anything after that. And then what's happened is that I think they brought us up and they took us to another room. And my brother just he just confessed he's like he's looking like they're not letting us go in it. He's like, yo, it's me in it. Like something something like, it's me. They're like, okay, so it was you, blah blah blah. And then two twos later, yeah. I didn't even remember this until we spoke about it like a few like a week ago we spoke about this year. Two twos. I've said to them, wait, 
I didn't crash nothing. Why have you not got me here for? Why I'm not why am I under arrest? Hey brother, you don't got nothing for me. Let me go, man. What the fuck? And then yeah, they realize that actually I, I have no business there that there's nothing they can do to me. I've done nothing. What they've done, because they said, oh, we need to pay a fine or whatever, whatever. Look at it now, because there was no paperwork. It was just a bribe. It wasn't a fine, it was a bribe. They said we have to pay 2,000 kunas or something like that. I think 2,500 kunas. Or was it 2,000 or 2,500 kunas? Anyway, the exchange rate was one pound to eight kunas. Obviously, we didn't have that cash with us. So we have to go, we have to go back to the AP to go get the money. So the policeman has literally driven me. You see, I, w- I keep saying I want to put up clips here. I want to put up a clip of, because I recorded it, of the, me in the police man's car in the front seat, them taking me back to the apartment to go get money. They've taken me back to go and get the money and driven me back to the station. So I've gone back, taken the money, come back to the station. Here's the money, blah, 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 2,500 kudos, blah, blah, hold that. They've said, all right, cool, that's fine. Case closed. Case dismissed. We had to now wait for our friends to come and pick us up and drive us back. I even have footage of that because we stopped off at food because I was hungry. Stopped off with some food and I've got a snap of me just holding my food, my chips in the back on the back of this pen. <laughs> and we headed back to the wherever. And yeah, that was that, you know. Yeah, we got back to London. Uh, even come back to London was all myth as well. But we thank God, Shia. It was, a, it was a, listen, that was a lively holiday. When I say it was lively, it was lively. We thank God, man. But anyway, guys, I think I've spoken to you enough. I've told you enough stories. Um, though we'll be back again next week. Hopefully, uh, it will be me and Chronic this time. If not, I'll be back with story times with Z. Do you know what I mean? On a Flanger tip. Feel me? Anyway, the Flanger pod, Flanger gang to the world are back. Like, comment, share, follow, subscribe to the YouTube, to the Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, what else is there? The Spotify hit follow, like just follow us on the Spotify, please. It's important and rate us. If you rate us, rate us. Just give us a give us a five star rating. I'm not gonna say rate us whatever you think. Give us a five star rating. Just give us a five star rating. Just click. Boom. It's not, it doesn't take time. It's like a second, literally two seconds, maybe maybe even less. But like, comment, share, subscribe. Um, once again, it's been a pleasure being in front of you, share my stories with you, my experiences and stuff. Um, see you again next week. Flanger Pod out. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Actually, on all socials, we are the Flanger Pod. So that's T-H-E-F-L-E-N-J-O-R-P-O-D. So the Flanger Pod across all social platforms. Snapchat, I know I said I was going to make a Snapchat, but I don't feel... I might make it, but it will not be active. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It's too much social media for me to control and handle. So, um, yeah, check us the Flanger Pod on all social media platforms. Shout out to you guys. You guys are all part of Flanger Gang. So, we'll see you again next week. Peace. If you want, you can take a tour. Baby, you're wavy now. You want to drive the boat.